Welcome to episode 13 of the Sports GPS. Parker, this episode, what are we talking about? It's all MLB. Ton of off-season moves, trades, free agent signings. We're going to give you some division predictions, mm-hmm. uh, predictions, and then we're going to talk about Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. Big deal. Big, big deal that was announced last night. Um, again, if, if you listen to episode 12, we're recording on the same day. Episode 13, we feel so bad that we missed you for three weeks that we're giving you not just one, but two episodes in the same day, but we split them up so that way you wouldn't have to listen to two hours straight of us and feel bad <laughs> Yeah, um, because we know our voices aren't that great. You're welcome. But Parker White and CJ Holly, let's get into it. We're back. Uh, we're going into MLB free agents, and then there were a couple like big trade moves. Yeah. Uh, Parker, go ahead and fire those off. Leading off the top, Nolan Arenado gets traded from Colorado to St. Louis for Austin Gomer, four other prospects. Like we all knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I wish Nar- Arenado was a Brave. I, that's who I wanted. Of course you do. Uh, that's my like if if we had baseball man crushes, like non Braves, Nolan Arenado is my man crush. Okay. I don't know if I have a man crush. Yeah, you do. Like, favorite non-Philly? Like, favorite player who's a non-Philly? I don't know. Okay. And then after Arenado trade, like, that that changes that entire division. We'll talk about that later. 100%. Oh, Fernando Tatis is my man crush. Okay. Yeah. He does that. Or sick. Mike Trout. He's got sick hair. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go Mike Trout just because he's got the Philly connection. Okay. But either or. And then... They're both in L.A. They're both living the dream. Yeah. Trevor Bauer signs three-year deal, $102 million with the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, and all right, so here's what's nuts about that one. I'm going to go on a little sidebar here. He is making $40 million this year, $45 million next year, which means the remaining is like, what, $17 million was last year? Oh, whoop de doo <laughs> But, like, for the first two years, he's making more money than three teams, which I think is Pittsburgh, Baltimore, and Cleveland are spending on their entire club. Wow. Yeah. Let that sink in. And what I mean by that is their entire club, meaning their 40-man. Yeah. Their entire 40-man roster. Trevor Bauer is making more than their entire 40-man roster will make. One guy compared to 40. Yeah. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. Now, that might change with the additional free agents that get signed. I know that number was posted when Trevor Bauer was signed, and I know Cleveland has made a couple moves, so has Baltimore after that. But still, it's just the fact that that it's is a close. Thing. The fact that it's close. Right. The fact that it's even in the ballpark right. is disgusting. But beside the point, go right. ahead. Okay, so the NL East made a couple big moves. Marcelo Zuna is back with the Braves. Four-year, $65 million deal. Is he worth it? If because we, there's no DH this year. If the universal DH comes, which I think it will, it's worth it. And it includes a fifth-year option. I just think he works. Like, he fit that club. He's right-handed power bat. You Mm -hmm. need that behind Freddie. It's Mm -hmm. important. So, I'm cool with it. Honestly, it was less money than I thought it would take. I'm not not saying it's cheap, but it's not, like, I didn't think it was astronomical. I think because the DH didn't happen, that led to the fact that... Oh, of course. That it it wasn't that. So, I think that's actually what helped you sign him for less. Yeah. And then your Phillies... Uh, JT Ramuto is back, 115 and a half million. Highest AAV for a catcher. Uh, he beat out Joe 
Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer. From Minnesota. From Minnesota, man. He beat him out by 100K a year <laughs> average. And it was so funny because it was just like, yeah, so it's 115.5 million. And we're like, what's that for? Oh, because he yeah. wanted to beat out Mauer. Okay, yeah. heard. All right, that's fine. Yeah. No big deal. Okay, so another like uh, sneaky big trade. Texas Rangers trade Elvis Andrews to the Oakland A's for outfielder DH Chris Davis. Okay. Who do you like it for? Like, who do you like it better for? I don't think Chris Davis is anything special. So I definitely like Elvis is ending up in a better situation. So I, I like that better. I don't – Chris Davis is just – all he does is mash and strike out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I think it's what's like 65% of his ABs are either a homer or a strikeout. Yeah. So, like, get out of here. But, like, he'll take the 40 homers, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want, like, the 200 strikeouts. Right. Yeah, like you're you're striking out more, you're making pitchers uh, K per nine increase, right? And that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we had a couple shortstops, uh, good shortstop sign. Uh, Marcus Simeon, one year, eighteen million dollar deal with the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. and then Anderson Simmons signed a one year, ten and a half million dollar deal with the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, and then Aditi also went back to yeah. Philly for two years. Two years, twenty eight million, which is actually huge because they it, they're unlike the Braves, right? So the Braves have the left handed power. Yes, Phillies are right handed power dominant. So now that they have another left handed bat that can hit it out of the yard and i actually look dd has hit every single one of his homers for like the last five years from center field to right field he is no opposite field homers no he's he's a pull hitter he is 100 percent pull power hitter yeah so and then yet here's some just smaller deals i'll just rapid fire through. yeah fire him off chris archer back with the race hilarious with the pittsburgh trade six and a half million 100 <laughs> albert Almora jr and uh jonathan vr and kevin pilar all signed with the mets Cubs signed Jock Peterson, one year, $7 million. It includes an option for a second year. Milwaukee signed second baseman Colton Wong to a two-year, $18 million deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Philly signed reliever Brandon Kinsler to a one-year. It's a minor league deal. Could, he'll make $3 million if he makes the roster. Same with Tony Watson Same with Tony well. Watson. Both of them, I think, make the roster, to yeah. be fair. Uh, Adam Wainwright, one-year deal, one-year $8 million deal to get back to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kipnis signed a minor league deal with the Atlanta Braves. I love that. I actually like it a lot because I think he's he's undervalued right now. I mean, like, yeah. it was, what, four years ago? He was one of the top second basemen in the league. Yep. And now you're going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, well, he can. He's a bat off the bench. Yeah. So, yeah, why not? Yeah. Great, yeah. great pickup. Sneaky pickup for you guys, along with your other sneaky pickups of Charlie Morton and uh, Drew Smiley. So, yeah, I think the Braves did really well in, in free agency this year. They might have overpaid for Smiley, but at yeah. the same time, like... Still wish they got, a, like, a reliever, like a back reliever. Would have loved to bring Melanson back or Shane Green, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I mean, you brought in two minor league guys in Nate Jones and CJ Edwards. Let's see what they do in camp. I yeah. mean, they could they could surprise you. Nate Jones has been around forever. He's yeah. 35. So, you know, cheap options, that, that's sometimes what you need yeah. to hit in the bullpen. Absolutely. Well, one... Speaking of the Braves bullpen, Sean Newcomb, your reliever, be that. Your reliever, you're not a starter. It's okay. Yeah, I think that's probably your best move there is maybe because you actually have a lot of starting pitching depth now that Ian Anderson is uh, is up with the big club. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you brought in Drew Smiley and Charlie Morton to pitch four and five for you. So mm-hmm. why not use your guys that you have? And you could possibly just drop them back down. I, I think that's a smart play for you guys, 100%. Yeah, a lot of free agent action the last 
handful of days, but and those are the big moves. A lot of big names that are now minor league deals, like Jonathan Lucroy is now with uh, the White Sox as a minor league deal as well. I, just a lot of big names that you're just like, really? They're signing yeah. minor league deals? Yeah, all it takes, unfortunately for these guys, like Jason Kipnis, for instance, mm-hmm. it takes one year where you're kind of like not that great, and it's like, okay, you're like a minor league deal guy. I mean, C- Steve Ciszek, the reliever that was with Miami for years, he was with Chicago last year, just signed a minor league deal. Now, granted, it's 2.2, so he's probably making the roster. But still, like, how do you sign that deal with Houston in a minor league deal? It's just crazy that there's names out here that are signing minor league deals. Oh, speaking of Chicago, they brought Jake Arrieta back? Uh, Yeah, so it was – it was, yeah, yeah. I mean, the other – I was going with the uh, the oh, Northsiders and yeah. the Southsiders with Steve Shishek. But, yeah, I mean, Arietta going back to, to Chicago to share of that bullpen now that Hugh Darvish is gone. Or, sorry, the rotation now yeah. that Darvish is gone. My apologies there. And yeah, that's a that's a sneaky move for the Cubs. I actually like it a lot. The Cubs made a lot of moves in free agency mm-hmm. this year, but I think they did it because they were able to trade some of their big horses. I don't think it's enough, especially oh, since no. the no. Cardinals got Arenado. Yeah. And we'll talk about that in our next segment with uh, predictions. But no, I definitely think that they made the right moves that could keep them competitive in the Central. And I don't think it makes them a wild card team just because I think the NL West has two really, really big horses, and I think the NL East is three to four teams deep. Yeah. But at the same time, like, eh, They could sneak in. They could sneak in. It's it's possible. I don't think so. They, they're they going to have to win that division. I again. definitely think the Cubs are trying to take a step back. They might be. And like I think— with, with, Ep- with Theo Epstein gone, mm-hmm. like that core of, like, Bryant, he's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Anthony Rizzo— Fowler's gone. Hayward hasn't worked out. Like a bunch of that core from their World Series team, like they're not, either not playing well or they're not there. Right. So they're just going to have to tear. It down. Kyle Schwarber's a national now. Right. Like they're they're tearing this down a little bit, but they're they're going to be competitive. No, but, absolutely. But I, that division is not that stacked. division. It was stacked last year. Like they had they had the most teams with the preseason rankings that were going to be over over eighty wins. I think yeah. that four of them were going to be over except for the. The Pirates, yeah, y'all are predicted wins uh, <laughs> for real, <laughs> and like four of them, you know, all of them. The the Reds were predicted over eighty. They were actually projected a couple times to win the division. I had them win the division. Yeah, I mean they they looked really really good on paper, and then you had you know of course the Cardinals the are Brewers. Perennial. They're just there. The Brewers as well, and then the Cubs. But then the Pirates were just like. <laughs> exactly. So, but I think that division is is as a whole is stepping back. But there's you know the perennial favorites, the Cardinals, and then the Cubs are still there. I think the Brewers lost a lot of pieces, but I mean they got Colton Wong, so it's actually a half decent piece coming back. I don't know if it's going to be enough. Yeah, I don't think they have enough pitching. But you know the last three years they've kind of figured it. They've never had like really good pitching. Like they had Brandon Woodruff, love that guy. Mm-hmm. But like other than that, it's kind of like. Ugh. No, I'm not. I mean, Devin either. Williams look good. Mm-hmm. You still have Josh Hader. Well, yeah, I mean, they 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 still have the bullpen. The problem is, I don't think they'll have the bats. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Their their bats is where their problem is. I mean, their their big addition was Colton Wong. They got Brett Anderson for that rotation. Uh, Travis Shaw is on a minor league deal for them. He came over from Toronto, so if he makes the roster, there's a bat for you. And uh, Daniel Robertson are your big free agent, and then it's just a bunch of minor league deals. They're just trying to keep going. Really funny one, Dylan Cousins, the former Philly and Tampa Bay Ray, is now there on a minor league deal. So you never know. I, I don't know exactly what they're feeling there, but uh, maybe it works out for Milwaukee as well. Right. So that's all the big free agents. We're going to get into our big MLB predictions right after this. 
Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We'll get into our uh, predictions for the upcoming baseball season. Spring training starts tomorrow. Who do you got? Who do we got? Well, we're going to go over every single division winner today. But for more in-depth, every week for spring training, there's six weeks of spring training. There's six, six divisions. divisions in baseball. Yep. It makes the most sense, right? <laughs> so every week we're going to go over each individual division, how we think it plans out, where teams improved, where they didn't. It's going to be a segment every week. We'll probably go AL first three weeks and all the next three weeks. But we're going to give you right now our way too early predictions for the entire season, and then we'll break down each division after that. So let's go ahead and get started. AL East, who do you have winning the division right now and why? I got the Yankees. Like, you brought LeMahieu back. That was key. Mm-hmm. Still worry about their starting pitching a little bit, but I think they have enough. Mm-hmm. And honestly, a lot of it's because no, other than Toronto, no one else in that division made gains. Like, Ben Attendee's out of Boston. Right. Tampa Bay, you gave up. Like, you didn't bring Morton back. Like, they're not... I mean, they find ways to win games, but I don't think they're going to win the division. So I'm going to go with the easy pick. It's the Yankees. Yeah, I, I am also on the Yankee train. They they made all the right moves. They Their really only big loss was Tanaka because he went to Japan. Right. But really, I mean, the Yankees are bringing back a very similar team, and they were in it last year. So right. why not just re-pick them? The Blue Jays did make the move with George Springer, which we're 100% cool with. Like, that that makes sense. And that vaults them definitely to the number two in in mind. And, again, we'll talk about this more next week. They're the first division we're going to cover. So I don't see anybody really jumping over them. The Blue Jays make it a run, but I don't think they have the the lasting power. Yeah. You think think we're underselling Tampa Bay? Every year people say, ah, they don't have enough, they don't have enough, but they find ways, especially in the pitching department, to win. So again, I'm I'm going back to the fact that their bullpen is literally the same guy five, six, seven times. Like, they literally just have a cookie cutter that they just produce these guys. True. I'm not sitting here saying that Tampa Bay can't make a run, but they literally didn't make a move to keep up. And they, they had losses. Now, granted, they just got Chris Archer. If he pitches like he did when he was with Tampa Bay before he went to Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's a win. Cool. Yeah. If he doesn't, oh well. Yeah. Like I I just think I think they're third. And that's just truly what I feel like they're doing. I actually think that they are making the move now to sell strip down so everybody in Tampa isn't mad when they leave and go to Canada. Okay. Yeah, that's just my personal opinion on yeah. what Tampa's doing. I actually like that idea. Well, because they're gonna split time. Not this year, obviously, because of COVID. But next year, they're going to split time between Montreal and Tampa from all reports. So if if that is the case, then, yeah, it makes the most sense that they're going to do that. Yeah. All right, so AL Central, I got the White Sox. They got a lot of young talent, long, young core. They got the rotation with Giolito, Keuchel, Yad Lance Lynn. I, I, just, I like everything they're doing. I think they're, I think they're the next, like, young, really good team in the American League. Absolutely. I think the AL Central comes down to two teams as the White Sox and the Twins. I'm going to pick the Twins, but I have the White Sox getting into the wild card. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. I just, I think the Twins have enough in the hitting department. They're going to out-hit you. Yeah. And and right now the, the game is going towards more offense, so I'm going to pick offense over pitching. It's not that I don't like pitching, even though apparently they're making – the baseballs. There was some article the other day that they're they're changing the baseball back so it's less homers or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, which cool. That's the purest in me likes that idea. Uh, so it, it goes against what 
I'm currently saying about offense. But I, I just I just believe that the Twins have the offense. They re-sign Cruz, which I think is big, even though he's ancient. Um, but all he has to do is hit, and if he just hits, we're good. I, just, I mean, the Twins are good. Like they improve their defense with Anderson Simmons. Mm-hmm. They can hit. They better hope Josh Johnson's better, right? Because that was that was a bad year for him. Absolutely. Did they bring Jake Odorizzi back? Let me take a look. Like, because that loss is huge. If if he's not back in a Twins uniform, like Jose Barrios. I think he's got all the talent to be a number one, mm-hmm. but he hasn't shown it. He's not like in a big game. He has not stepped up, especially against the Yankees. So I just, I just, I like everything the White Sox are doing. I think they're the next big team in the American League. So um, no, they don't bring Odorizzi back, but they got J.A. Happ and they did get Calamang. Yeah, that's that's a big sign of their. And bullpen. they also have Matt Shoemaker as well. Okay, so you have Shoemaker and Happ competing for that spot in the rotation. Actually, they'll probably both make it as four or five. Yeah. But Calame is your reliever. That's actually pretty good. And you got Angels and Simmons to shore up that defense. And you got you still got Nelson Cruz mashing homers. True. So I don't no, I don't I don't think it's bad. Uh where did Odorizzi go to? So I'm gonna check that right now. I mean the twins prove that Bomba Squad can lead you to a division. Absolutely, especially in that launching pad and target field. Like nobody thinks about it that way, but the ball flies there. In it the does summer. fly, especially down the lines. Actually, Jake Odorizzi right now is still available. Wow. Yeah. Go get him, Minnesota. Bring him back. His market value is at like $14 million. Eh, why not take a flyer on him? I mean, I think he's worth it. I thought he would have signed by now. Yeah, I thought so, too. Maybe the Phillies make a look. Yeah, if they, maybe. If, if, like halfway through spring training, if Matt uh, Matt Moore isn't looking the part. Yeah, and why not? Might want to think about it, yeah, considering so all the moves in the division. Yeah, 100%. So there's there's Odorizzi. Thank yeah. you, Stack Girl. <laughs> Okay, headed out west. I got the Oakland A's win the division. Like like you said with Minnesota, they mash. Mm-hmm. Like with Olsen, Chapman, they find a way to get enough pitching. Like Manaya's underrated as mm-hmm. a starter. You lose Hendricks, that's huge. So the bullpen may take take a hit, but mm-hmm. I, I just think Oakland is, is the team. I don't completely disagree with you. I'm going to take Angels squeaking out Oakland. Uh, the reason why is that Shohei Otani is going to be back. You still have Mike Trout. You have Anthony Rendon, so you're going to mash. Yeah. And I think that their bullpen is pretty much intact from what it was. So they're not too far off of what they were. Yeah. So really, it's not that un. I still worry common. about their starting rotation. Like, you do add Quintana. That's, I mean, he's a solid arm. But, mm-hmm. like, and we're going to talk about this later, but, like, what is Otani? Is he your number one or is he your million order bat? But we could talk about that later. Yeah, I. Yeah, we're we are going to talk about that later. You got Kurt Suzuki still. Uh, you just signed him over from Washington. I think he's a great backstop Absolutely. for you. So I don't I don't hate the moves they're making. Yeah, I think their starting pitching is lacking. And again, we're going to talk about that. Even though you got Jose Quintana, I I just think that they're going to mash the ball. And that's again that's what you have to do right now in baseball is mash the ball. And you have probably the best hitting third baseman in the league. Yeah. You have the most expensive player in the league in Mike Trout. And he's the best player. And he's the best player in the league. We'll debate that as well. And you just you're gonna hit. So yeah, you lost Anchelton Simmons, but oh yeah. well. Yeah, I mean your defense might suffer right short a little bit, but mm-hmm. like oh well, like you said, oh well. Yeah. And I, I just think they have enough to edge Oakland because their bullpen isn't any worse. And really, you bullpen matters now in today's baseball more than starting pitching does. As much as I hate to say it, it does. You need a good bullpen because you have to be able to preserve leads and shorten games. Because yep. if you can shorten the game to a six-inning game, 
then you're you're, you're golden. Yep. 100%. So then what does that leave us in the wild card spots? So I got Toronto and Minnesota. Okay. Love all the additions Toronto made, like we said. George Springer, but can't overlook that. And Minnesota just, you know, I mean, they, they mash. Mm-hmm. Like, like we've said, they mash. I'm I mean, actually, it's it's funny you say that because I have the basically the exact opposite of you. So I have I also have the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. but I have the White Sox. So who we have winning the division in the Central is flipped. Yep. So you have the White Sox winning and then the Twins getting in as a wild card. I have the Twins winning and the White Sox getting in as a wild card. So our only difference as far as playoff teams in general is you have the A's getting in, and I have the Angels getting in in the AL. Correct. Yeah, and in our way too early. Yeah, way too. Players. This this could change in like when the season starts. Absolutely, and actually, it's funny you say that because we're getting into the NL East. Go ahead and start with your team because I know who you're picking. Yep, I'm a Braves fan, and they're they've won the division three years in a row. They're going to win it for four fourth time. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna completely say that you're nuts. <laughs> Thank you. But I have a team of my own in the NL East. <laughs> and the name is the Philadelphia Phillies. Yep. I'm going to pick them to win on one condition. And it's a player that it's it's kind of a little bit of a sensitive subject at the time. Odubel Herrera. Do you remember him? Yeah. He might have been an all-star in 2016. Mm-hmm. Plays a good center field. And if he gets hot with the bat, he will single-handedly win you games. I know he's won games against us single-handedly. 100%. He is still on roster, even though he hasn't played in two years. And he is in minicamp with the Phillies. Now, he served his 85-game suspension for domestic violence. Do This is where it becomes a sensitive subject. Like, do you believe he deserves a chance? I mean, the charges were dropped. I'm okay with second chances. I am as well. There are people out there that say it shouldn't happen in Philly. Completely understand that. But he's still under contract. Yep. So, I will say that the Phillies win the division if Odubel Herrera is the player he was in 2016, that's a big if, because that's the only reason he's making the roster. So if he makes the roster, yeah, means he's playing to that level in spring training, he's looking good in spring training, and so that's when I'm going to say the Phillies will win the division. The reason why, the lineup mashes up and just meshes so well with Odubel in there because there's no question marks anymore. Sure. Let me go ahead and run down their roster. We're just going to go lineup. Andrew McCutcheon's playing left field, bat, uh, leading off. Great. He's old, but he's still a former MVP. Mm-hmm. You have Reese Hoskins hitting second. He's an on-base machine, takes a lot of walks, plus he's still a power bat in the two-hole. And we've seen in recent years that you still need a power bat in the two-hole. Yeah. You have Bryce Harper hitting third left-handed. The man is probably the most clutch player in, in baseball. When the lights are the brightest, he will always come up big for you. Not a doubt in my mind. You have JT Romuto hitting fourth. Mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I'm 100% for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. You have DD Gregorius hitting fifth, playing short. I love that. I'm in. Okay. Then you have Alec Bohm my hitting guy. sixth. Yeah, my guy. Playing third base. 100% in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number seven. Now you have Odubel Herrera hitting seventh, playing center field, hitting left handed. So now you go right handed, right handed, left, right, left, right, left. So yeah. now with the three batter minimum, okay, have fun trying to just throw a left-handed specialist or a right-handed specialist at us. Right. Because our only double up is up at the top of the order. Which and you don't care. <laughs> and both of those guys are walk specialists, so they're going to be selective and get the pitch they want. Yeah. And then hitting eighth, oh, a little man named Gene Segura. He can hit. On-base machine. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that lineup doesn't have a hole outside of the nine hole, which is your pitcher. <laughs> yep. 
So they have the lineup and their bullpen. They had the most leads out of anybody last year, bar one team in the Dodgers. Their bullpen was atrocious, and that's the reason why they missed the playoffs. And their bullpen cannot be that bad. Yeah, it, it can't. It be. was historically bad. There's no way it's that bad. They're bringing in. They brought in Archie Bradley, brought in Kinsler, brought in Tony Watson on minor league deals. I think they make the roster, and they they're going to be better. Hector Neris isn't going to be tasked to be the closer right off the rip. Sir Anthony Dominguez will be back after his Tommy John surgery. I think their bullpen is better, so I think they have a chance to win. I just I think Adam Hazley or Roman Quinn in center field or Scott Kingery. Any one of those guys in center field is too much of an offensive liability for the Phillies to make a run. So yeah. if Oduble plays well, comes out of camp, and makes the team, he will be the starting center fielder, and I don't see a hole in that team. And so I'm going to give them the division. If that doesn't happen, it's the Braves. Okay. Not a doubt in my mind, it's the Braves, even though the Mets are really, really close. Yeah, I truly believe it's a three-horse race in that division. Braves, Mets, Phillies, and the Nationals made some really sneaky moves. Yeah. So if if the team gels, they can make it's. Whew, man, it is tough. I feel like we've been saying it's a four team race for like three years, and it never turns out that way. But I think every team made significant moves to their roster. And actually, what's funny is the most WAR added in the NL East was the Nationals. Yeah. Because they got Josh Bell, they had Kyle Schwarber, like those were the two big names for them. Yep. So. They definitely made some moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go to the NL Central. I think we both have the same team, right? The Cardinals? It's, it's the Cardinals. You had Arenado. Like, it's going to work. And like I said, every other team fell off. Yep. So it just makes sense. Yep. Arenado, that, that's a difference. Perfect. All right. So the NL West. Dodgers. Like, you add Bauer. Like, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to have a Cy Young year, but he's he's third in your rotation. Yeah. you're. We, we had this debate earlier on another episode. Uh, you like the Dodger Freeway. I like the San Diego Padre back roads. Yeah. I, I'm going to pick the Padres still. I'm going to stick with them. I, I hope think, I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, the Padres are the best watch in the game. I think they're I think they're the best team that can make a run at the Dodgers for NL supremacy. It's down between these two teams, and one of them is getting to the World Series. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flat out say that. Regardless of who comes out of the NL East, I think one of these two teams ends up representing the National League. Yeah, because when you look Series. at the NL East, like, just quickly, like, they're going to beat the heck out of each other. Correct. And so when when you, it's playoff time, like, are they going to have enough steam to get to the end? Probably not. Well, so it's either do they have enough steam or they're battle-hardened, right? So yeah, you, you could go either way. They it might, it might end up being both. Like, they might end up making it a race just because they know how to win in tight spots. But True. at the same time, they're going to waste so much energy getting there. Yeah. Where you know the Dodgers and the Padres have enough that they're going to – one of them is going to win the division, one of them is getting into the wild card. Yep. Which leads us into who's your wild card picks? So I got I got San Diego and the Mets. I, I just – the Mets have just – they've made so many improvements. And, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry about your Phillies. I'm not completely sold because I, I still worry about their rotation. No, I, I get you there. So what I'm going to say is I'm going to say the Braves get in in my ideal scenario with Odubel Herrera playing center field. If Odubel doesn't make it in my, then the Braves win the division. I don't think the Phillies are actually in the top three. I actually think they fall to fourth because of that offensive hole in center field. Uh-huh. And they're going to try to fill it with a platoon that just doesn't work. So that's the reason why I actually have the Mets get in instead of the Phillies if the Phillies don't win the division in my ideal scenario with Odubel Herrera. So if Odubel Herrera ends up 
getting playing well, so it's Phillies, taking over Braves, center. Dodgers as the other wildcard team, and then yep. you're going if, if they don't have a do Odell Odell Herrera, it's Braves, and then you have Mets. Mets would be the wild card, and then of gotcha. course I have the Dodgers getting in. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, our, our really only difference is I have the uh, if in the ideal scenario is the yeah. Phillies get in with Herrera playing center, and again if it happens, like that offense is good. It is good, yeah. and their bullpen is not going to be as bad. Can't be. And like I said, they still have they still have Nola. They. Um, Zach Wheeler. Yeah, that's the one I was looking for. Why was I blanking on him? <laughs> uh, they still have Zach Wheeler to start that rotation. And if you just go down the what you need to have a World Series, their only thing they're missing is the question mark of the third starter. But Zach Eflin could be good enough. He could be. And you brought in Matt Moore. If he's good, great. And then I think Vince Velasquez probably ends up winning that fourth starting job. Probably. And I think that's a solid enough rotation. Okay. Do you need another guy because of injury? Maybe, possibly, but that's when you have Spencer Howard come up. That's true. I forgot about him. So, you know, I think their starting rotation coming up, it's really down to the bullpen. If their bullpen ERA could be somewhere around three and a half. Yeah, can they like split can it? They, can they literally cut their ERA in half? If they do, they're going to win exponentially more ballgames. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's definitely there. I, I definitely think our predictions are interesting. I, I, I know I'm being homerish with the Phillies. I'm not doubting that. That's okay. Not denying it. You're being homerish with your Braves. Yeah, but... You have reason to be. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, we've won the division three years in a row. I don't think we had many significant losses, and we still have young talent coming up the pipeline. Like Christian Pache, no one really wants to talk about him. That dude's a stud. He may, he might, He's not Ronald Acuna Jr. as an offensive player, but I'm telling you he's going to win a gold glove. In the next, he could win one next year, but in the next two, three years, he's going to win the Gold Glove. Mm-hmm. And like you bring Ozuna back, they can score. They they have a lot of pitching, right? A lot of pitching. Mm-hmm. So I am a homer, but I have good reason to be. Oh, is your bullpen good enough? I, I hate that they did not add like a, a significant reliever. Truly, that's my only question mark for you guys. Yeah, because your bats are enough, uh, and whether you can <laughs> whether you can trust Ozuna to play a good left field. Like you have Acuna and right. And Pache and center, shift those guys over so he doesn't have to cover much ground. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Cover the line. Yeah. Cover the line. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, you'll just you'll get gap powered all day. But I mean if it's going over the fence, it's going over the fence anyway, which is yeah. what most most hits end up being nowadays. So I mean, as far as relievers go, like you have you have Will Smith, he can mm-hmm. close. He was an all star. Right. Um you have Chris Martin, underrated reliever. Mm-hmm. Luke Jackson, he was our closer out of necessity. He actually did okay, but he gives you a heart attack every time he he goes on the mound. You're not wrong. I still, I mean, if Sean Newcomb can just accept being a reliever, that's a win. I don't love the bullpen, but like 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 Nate Jones, can you give me something? Mm-hmm. Like, can we find something there? I don't I don't love the pen, and I know last year that was a strength, but the rotation is deep. No, I'll give you that. I just think uh, the loss of Mark Melanson, I think, is going to be really heartfelt for y'all. Yeah, I totally agree. So, like, I, I don't love that. No, absolutely. But, like, Tyler Matzik was really good for us last year. A.J. Minter, forgot about him. He was one of the be- best left-hand relievers in the sport. Correct. As long as none of those guys really fall off a lot. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, you'd be yeah. all right. Like, Josh Tomlin as a long guy. He he did well. We pitched him in late games, too. Like, he, he kind of, he was a Swiss Army knife for, out of the pen. So. No, 100%. So it's not. I don't think it'll be as much of a strength, but I don't think it'll be as much of a liability as it could be. No, I get you there. All right. Well, I think uh, that concludes. So we're gonna just recap it. We both have the Yankees. We both have the White Sox and the Twins getting in. Yep. One winning, one uh, wild card. 
Oakland and Angels are where we differ in the AL. And we have Toronto um, as the other wild card team. Correct. Toronto goes the other wild card team. The AL, or sorry, NL East, we have Braves, Phillies, uh, you know, if, yeah. you know, with my caveat Braves, right? <laughs> um, and then Cardinals, Cardinals, Dodgers, Padres are, are, are yeah, miss we, in the West, but the other one makes the wild card. And then in my... Dream scenario, the Braves get in as the wild card, but again, if that doesn't happen, the Mets get in. So we actually yeah. have the same exact teams, bar my dream scenario, with Herrera winning the center field job for the Phillies. Correct. But however, there was a, a thing that just came in. JT Romuto is going to miss a month of spring training due to a fractured thumb, so let's see how bad mm-hmm. that is before we go all crazy. But yeah, Couldn't happen at a better time, though. Yeah, actually, I'd rather have it happen right at the beginning of spring training, outside of the fact that now he's not going to get work with those pitchers. Right. But it's not like he can't stand there behind while they're taking right. bullpen and like see what their pitches do, see what they do, yeah. talk with them. It's not like he's not going to have conversations with these new guys. Right. So I don't, I don't really feel it to be that big of a deal. Yeah. But. All right, right after this, we're going to get into uh, the couple big extensions and exactly what that means for teams in the future right after this. Welcome back. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start talking about uh, the MLB signings and some extensions that are well-deserved. We got two big ones. The one that just dropped yesterday is Fernando Tatis Jr. signed for... 14 years, $340 million, all of which is fully guaranteed. Yeah. There's no opt-out. There's no no-trade. I don't see a no-trade clause. I have not seen one anywhere. So either. that man can be traded to whoever wants to pay him the money. Right. But he will make just shy of $25 million from here until whenever that contract expires. I don't feel like doing math. Yeah. So he'll be like, what, 36? Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he's 22 now. Yeah. So, yeah, 2035, I think, finishes his contract, and he will be 36 years old. And he was traded to San Diego for James Shields. Ba-bum, ba-bum. Yeah. Wow. How do you feel now, White Sox? <laughs> well. I mean, they have Tim Anderson, but still. They feel okay. They they were They were way too early on the we can win mode right they thought james shields would do it for him it wasn't enough you didn't have the roster to compete nope and i mean sure you you made a run cool but it, <laughs> yeah. no it, i i don't know if but again it, it tatis back then it did you know he was going to be the stud i mean you thought so considering he has the baseball roots with his father right but really like did did you know for sure I mean, I knew he was a because for me, best player in the game is Mike Trout. Face of the game is Tatis already. I think he's a face of the game. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely feel like he could be on the cover of MLB The Show. Absolutely, like that's who I always feel is like the face of the game. Who is on the cover of MLB The Show? Yeah. So it's either the guy that's on the big extension or the guy that's like the big play, right? right? So I think I mean, Tatis is definitely well, he is on the cover, yeah. right? So, yeah. so to answer your question, did I know he was going to be this great? No. But I knew he was going to be a heck of a big leaguer. Yeah. Because he was a highly sought prospect. Mm-hmm. He's got roots with his dad, who was, a, who was a good player. No, no doubts. So, yeah, did we think he'd be this great this soon? Honestly, no, but, you know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you there at all. But good for the Padres. Yeah, 100%. Good for the Padres. They basically lock up their, their shortstop. Now, granted, we talked about this a little bit, too. Do we think that he is going to stick at shortstop for the entire length of that? No. No, but de- definitely for like the first nine to ten years. 
Yeah. So you're going to get nine years at least of elite shortstop play. And worst case scenario, you're getting five years of a th- elite shortstop or third, third base. base play. Yeah. Because he's going to make the move like Alibur, I guess. Absolutely. Does it happen towards the end of this contract? Could he get another contract possibly at 36? Mm-hmm. DH happens everywhere. If he's able to keep that bat going, he could play a half decent third baseman. Or so, uh, yeah. I mean, I think he could play till he's 40. Yeah, but, t- but MLB teams don't want you to play till you're 40. Like, when, honestly, when you hit 30, they're like, I don't know about this guy. It's like, well, I don't believe in that. But he'll be like 36. He's not going to get another mega deal. No, I don't I, think he gets another mega deal. He'll but get I, like another. I mean, he could. Get, he'll have a job. Yeah, but I think the mega deals now are what the regular yeah. deals are going to be isn't like that in crazy. 14 years. Like, and just think about that. That's crazy. So, like, you know, your guy that's making three million dollars this year in 14 years is going to be making 15 million dollars because ticket prices are going to be 120 bucks, and we're not even going to think about it. We're never. And Jonathan go. Taylor Thomas is going to be in the White House drinking moon juice. Yeah. I think we. Come on. Yeah, $100 tickets? Yeah, I'm not going. I'll just watch from home. Yeah, but you don't know that. You might be making 120 bucks an hour. So it would be like the same as a $20 ticket, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's possible. So think about it. Yeah, definitely possible. Yeah. You never know. You never know. You never know. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's good for the Padres. They definitely locked up their shortstop. He's going to be the 22nd most paid player in the bigs. He's going to be the highest paid shortstop in the bigs. Yep. So the other like kind of interesting move, and we're going to dive deeper into this, yeah, we... Shohei Otani signs a two-year extension with the Angels to avoid arbitration. He's, I think he's a very talented player. Like He's shown he can pitch and he can hit. Hmm. I think he should either just be a DH or outfielder, whichever you want to do, or be a number one starter. Don't do both. Because he's not going to give you 30 starts as a starter. I like I like the idea that like maybe you have a pit and he's like a reliever, like a closer or something like that. But I don't know if that's functional. So so I don't I I'm going to disagree with you here. I think he can DH. I don't. I also I believe that he can't play outfield and pitch. That I will agree with you. Okay. I think because he plays for an AL team, and I I think that point is moot in two years anyway. But I he he plays for an AL team, which means he can DH. I think he DHs three games, you give him a rest day after his DH, and then he can start. Or you deploy a six-man rotation in L.A., which definitely possible. They have oh, yeah. the arms to do so. And now, are they great arms? No. No. See, that's that's my biggest issue. You need Shohei Otani to be your number one. You know why? Because you don't have anybody else. Like You need, you need 30... Plus starts out of that guy if you want him in your rotation. But here's another thing. Like, what if he starts 25, okay? You deploy a six-man rotation. He starts 25 to 26, maybe 27 max, right? That's numbers, 162 divided. Yeah. Okay? So now, <laughs> if you go and you say, okay, so that's that's what I want from him. And I, and I know that's what I want from him. I want 27 starts, but I also get his bat three days, and I start a six-man rotation. I have him start. He has a day off. He has three days of DH. He has a day off. He pitches. Okay. Is that possible? He oh, gets it's 20, possible. He gets 27 starts. You sit there and go, okay, cool, 27 starts. I want you to start six innings every game. There we go. We're in the, we're in the move. We're in the groove. I think that's definitely possible, and we're, we're in it to win it at that point. Yeah, I just – of course, last last couple of years actually, it's like when he's obviously tried to do both, like it hasn't worked. Like as a starter, actually not as great as 
we see. Like he has the stuff to be a number one. I but he's already shown he can be a middle of the order bat. I don't know if he can be a number one. And the Angels just have they have such a dearth of pitching. I, I need thirty from them. I need a, I, I need thirty starts from them. But if you get twenty seven, again that's one hundred sixty two innings if he starts six. You get a quality start out of him every time. Every once in a while he goes seven. Cool. That makes up for the time he goes three. Right. So you, so you don't think it's possible that he could DH and be a reliever? No. It's just because of the rules, right? So, like, where are you gonna where are you gonna make him a reliever? Are you gonna are you gonna make him a closer? Because if you make him a closer, now you're home, right? So, what are the what are the rules for home? If you're tied in the ninth inning and you're the home team, mm-hmm. you put in your closer. That is the rule. Yeah. Uh, if you're away, you wait till you have the lead, then you put in your closer to finish, right? Right. But if you're at home, you put in your closer in the ninth. Okay, cool. He gets the job done. Your bats don't get the job done. Are you expecting him to go out another inning? Because if not, I lose the DH. Right. Because you're putting him into a position as the DH, so you now are going to have to straight sub. So now in the AL, I know the runners on second and everything have shortened the game. Like It's increased the amount of games that only went one extra inning mm-hmm. in extras by like 30% or right. whatever. But at the same time, like I'm not no, I'm not into the fact that I could lose Otani from my order from from hitting. Now, granted, I am in my scenario losing him three games, and I wouldn't lose you wouldn't lose him for three games in that regard, right? And and really, like, what's the risk? But I also don't think he plays as a closer that much. I I don't think I think he's better suited as a starter every sixth day and DHing for three. I mean, if he wasn't throwing a hundred, I'd agree with you. But he is. I don't know. I just there, there were a couple starts last year when he started that he got he was terrible in the first inning. And it's like, what is going on here? Like, I know he can hit. Well, it's because he had Tommy John. Well, the man's so? elbow wasn't right. It wasn't. Then why is he out there? Well, yeah, he wasn't out there last year really because he had Tommy John. It was the year before you were thinking about, but yeah. he he had already done the damage because he was he had Tommy John. Yeah, that's why. I just I think you need to be creative with it. Of course, I'd rather him just pick one. I I just it's great that he wants to try to do both. I just don't know if it's, it can work. I just I don't think that's really that big of an issue. Let me let me look at their depth chart right now. Their projected depth chart for 2021. Let's look at it and see because if there's an outfielder that's a little risky, right? Because mm-hmm. so right now if if they have their rotation, they go Dylan Bundy, Andrew Hanley, Jose Quintana. Shohei Otani and either Griffin Canning or Alex Cobb. So if you go with a six-man rotation, you have all six of them. Mm-hmm. Bundy, not terrible. Hunley, not bad. Quintana, he could be a two. Alex Cobb can definitely be a three. He's shown it in the past. Mm-hmm. Otani is your ace. Don't know what we're getting out of uh, Griffin Canning, but right. at the same time, I mean, he's young, right? So like, yeah. you know. You gotta you gotta half decent stable of starters to go a six man rotation and that limits injury, right. especially in a year where we only played sixty games last year. So you're worried about overextending your your starting rotation anyway. So it's actually a good idea to to go with a six man rotation. So that's number one. You still have Iglesias as your closer, so you're not going to use Otani as a closer, right? So then you're putting him in the eighth, and now I lose the bat in the eighth and the ninth. Not a good play, right? You also have Felix Pena. He's probably going to be your eight. He's going to be your eight setup along with Patrick Sandoval. There's your your seven and eight guy. So, yes, Otani would slide into your eight, and you'd move that down. Your bullpen gets a little bit more depth. But again, I lose Otani from the order for two innings because he's not going to be your closer. Okay. I, I just don't. Th- Inglesius is your closer. Yeah. 
Okay, so then let's look at their outfield depth. They have a lot of outfield depth. They you got do. Trout, uh, Joe Adele's like best prospect in, the, well, one of the best prospects in the game. Mm-hmm. You just got Dexter Fowler, right? Not that I mean, I'm not saying he's like they have a lot of outfield depth. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's definitely. I mean, Otani's definitely a DH. Like he's not going to play the the field. No, hundred percent. But here's my other thing. Who's your other DH? It's Albert Pujols. Do you want at Albert's age? I mean, Albert is going to be 41 this year. I know. Yeah. Or he actually just turned 41. Yeah. You want Albert to have a couple days off. Sure. So the three days that Albert is not playing first base, he would DH for Otani on his start and his two off days on the opposite sides of it. And you're getting Jared Walsh, who you're losing power. Like, he is not as much of a power bat right. as Pujols is. Even at Pujols' age, he still rakes. So... You're putting Pujols out of the lineup. He only has to start for three straight days, and those are the days Otani DHs. Mm-hmm. I think that's a win-win scenario. And at that point, you still have Upton. You still have Trout. You still have Odell playing the outfield. If one of them needs a day off, you have Taylor Ward out there who can— He can spell you. He can spell you. And Fowler. So you're not you're not that bad off. Right. And you still have Rendon hitting in that lineup. That that offense is loaded. It's really loaded. Like I understand why you picked them to win the division. Their their loose end is Jose Iglesias, and he's their shortstop. And he I can, don't. And he can pick it. He can pick it. And that's so, what, that's really what you need at short. So I don't. I, I he can hit ninth. I don't care. Right. Yeah. You have David Fletcher hitting eighth. There's your two weak spots in the lineup. Right. So I don't care. I'd rather have Otani pitching every sixth day. If this isn't 2021, if this is 2018, I'm agreeing with your argument. That you just have him DH. Okay. But because pitchers aren't stretched out, one, yeah, because of true. last year. The opener. The <laughs> I hate the opener. <laughs> I know you do. That's why I, have, I said it. <laughs> I've even sat there and stated a way to av- to avoid the opener with the DH rule that uh-huh. actually I think baseball was going to love. I pitched it before in a previous episode that your DH should only be in until your starter happens. Yeah. And like they are a combined position in your lineup. So when you replace <laughs> your starter... You have to put in, like, your reliever actually goes. So you get the best of NL with double switches, and you still get the DH to increase hitting early in the game. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more strategy. It's great. It's phenomenal. Baseball, do it. Do it. It would it'd be the greatest thing ever. It's too creative for a sports league to think about. <sighs> Unbelievable. Any any sports league. Yep. Four-way trade and, and, yeah, and this. You can't. Yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it. It's impossible. <laughs> but, again, I think because of this year, and pitchers aren't stretched out, you're probably going to go with that a is, I didn't rotation. even think about the whole, like, last year was 60 games, mm-hmm. you're going to go full season. You're probably not going to stretch. Like, you're, not gonna, you're probably not going to have one 200-inning pitcher this year. The only one that I think could probably do it is Max Scherzer. Or, or Garrett Cole, maybe. Yeah, Garrett Cole, maybe. But I, Max Scherzer is so much of a gamer, yeah. I think that's the reason like, why He'll, he he'll like, eat your face if right. you, like, try to take the ball from him. Absolutely. So, I, I think that's probably one of the only pitchers. Like, if I had to bet, who's the one pitcher that or, gets 200 innings? Or Max DeGrom. No, nah, I don't think DeGrom. DeGrom's, I would give him 200. I would give him 200 innings, but, like, he is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to mess him up long term. True. Where I think Scherzer, is he on the last year of his deal this year? Yes. So, yes. why not give him 200 innings? He's <laughs> yeah. a gamer and he wants it. Yeah. Last and, year was deal. And you sure. might not be here. So. Right. So I'm in. So that's that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. So, I mean. Are, are you swaying back to Otani pitches every six day with three days of DH? Because that's where you get the most war out of him. You swayed me a little bit, but I I don't know. You, so would you rather have him start or would you rather have him DH six games? I'd rather him DH because I know he can hit. I, I've seen him pitch several times where I'm just like, I, I don't. Again, he was trying to pitch every five days. 
but but that but that's not changing as far as like oh well you know I don't know I I would rather him just DH like pick one I'm not saying it's a gimmick because it'd be great if he could do both but I think we've kind of seen that and it's just not like the Angels are not getting what they want out of it like they, they're still not winning games no I'll give you that so let me one more time I'm gonna pull up <laughs> I'm gonna pull up Otani's stats Stat Girl has left us today so let me let me pull up Otani's stats. And we're going to look at – there he is. Um, I'm, I'm going to look at what his stats were the years that he split, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a, a career 6.1 war guy. That just proves it to me. Huh? So he didn't – he played 44 games. He only DH'd last year Yeah. because of the Tommy John. So all he did was DH. Uh, the two previous years, 2018 and 2019, he played 106 games. He had 400 plate appearance, 367 plate appearances. Let's look at his pitching stats during that time. Uh, actually, I can go games by position. So I, just, I, just, I just want 162 out of him because there's no doubt he's super talented. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not disagreeing with you there. He DH'd 92 and he pinched hit 15 for all 106 in 2019. He pitched in 10 and DH 82 pinch hit 22 for his 114 in 2018 so he still pitches let me let me pull up his pitching stats as a pitcher he went Mm -hmm. that's advanced stats i don't need that i just need innings there we go he had 51 innings in 10 starts and he he had an era of 331 whip of 1.1 and he dh'd and pitched he went four and two in 10 starts okay like the man can do both I'm not disagreeing with. The I know fact he can that do both. I just want to maximize one. He actually pitched two starts last year, and his ERA blew up. But that that was yeah. the Tommy John. Yeah, I just think like I would rather have like I'm not gonna say he's gonna play 162, but I'd rather have 150 games of him hitting, or 32 starts of him pitching. Even if it's just six innings a start, like I want one or the other. I don't want like oh he only hit in like 90 games and like pitched in 15 like no i want one or the other because the angels like i mean the angels i think if they if it was based off need they need him to be a frontline starter but i don't think you i don't think you can get that from him if he's hitting as well okay so then let me ask you this we're gonna have double headers this year the seven inning double header is probably gonna happen does is he your spot double header starter off the top of my head yes then, then you're probably gonna have about 10 of those in the year anyway all right but like he's DHing the rest of those games, like the rest of the season. Yeah. So the the game that he would start, he wouldn't DH the other game, right? So in the doubleheader, right. you wouldn't DH the other game. He would just pitch. Mm-hmm. And because doubleheaders are pretty much scheduled, or they're after a rainout, right? You wouldn't DH him the day before if it's scheduled, or if it's the rainout the day before. Obviously, he doesn't play, so it doesn't matter. No, I, I can I can live with that because you're you're probably getting ten starts out of him then. Okay, but I truly believe that give him give him twenty seven starts and see what happens. Okay, all right. So that's where we're at on Shohei Otani. If we miss something big with uh, with baseball, just get ready for the next six weeks because we're going to go over every single division in detail. Sorry, Olivia, but uh, <laughs> we're we're going to do that. We're looking forward to it. We're also going to have the second place finisher of the fantasy football league on at some point in the next couple of weeks. Shark Week. Yeah, Yeah, the owner of Shark Week is going to be on the pod. We're looking forward to that. For all of us here at the Sports GPS, Parker White, CJ Holly, thanks for stopping by.
Oh, thank you.